Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast, um, a podcast recently mentioned in the Jackson Free Press as a local podcast. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they gave a, qu- a, qu- a quick short description of what we are and, 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 and what we do. Reality Breached has been mentioned in Jackson Free Press before. Right. But this is the first time Shellheads has come up. So I think someone just went to the website and started listing off podcasts because they got Reality Breached in there. They got The Black Pocket in there. They got us. But a big shout out to Jackson Free Press for mentioning Shellheads, your local Turtles podcast that everyone can listen to around the world because we're not local at all. But hey, whatever. That's right. I'm here with co-host. Co- I'm a co- we're both co-hostesses. Jeff Hubbard, how's it going, man? It's going quite well, Sergio Lugo. How are you? I'm go. I'm wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a fun topic to talk about today, uh, but we're not going to get quite to it just yet. Uh, j- just like in the last episode, and a few few times, I think we're going to start hitting uh, Turtles news a, li- a little bit more often uh, than we have because it seems as if every two weeks there's some sort of new news topic that comes out that uh, we really want to give our two cents on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so just let's just jump right into that before we get into our main topic. Uh, Jeff, what's that? What's the first piece of news that that, that that trickled out this week? Well, we actually have a a brief update on the upcoming uh, new CGI Ninja Turtles film. Uh, Seth Rogen recently spoke out a little bit uh, about uh, what we can expect, and I'm just going to read it basically verbatim. For yeah, what it's short. Said. It's short, so. Um, says, as a lifelong fan of Ninja Turtles, weirdly, the teenage part uh, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was always the part that stuck out to me the most. And as someone who loves teenage movies and who's made a lot of teenage movies and who literally got their start <laughs> in their entire profession by writing a teenage movie, the idea of honing in on that element was really exciting to us. I mean, not disregarding the rest, but using that as kind of a jumping off point for the film. And that was it. Yep. Yeah. So so what what are your thoughts? I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we're going to get maybe something very similar to the CGI uh, 2012 series, which had, you know, that the teenage aspects kind of, you know, very prevalent um, uh, throughout those seasons. Or uh, it could be more you know, growth coming of age type, um, uh, you know, coming, you know, them evolving as their, you know, their characters maybe are coming into their own. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, and, and I, I think I'm more than cautiously optimistic. Like this, uh, what he says in that short little blurb is exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of staples that are very easy to do. There's a lot, you can do action. That's really easy. Ninja is really easy. Uh, telling an origin story or, 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 you know, seeing them work together to fight the bad guy at the end. We, we, like, these are all staples that we know are, that are, that are going to be there. Yeah. But to hear we're going to lean in on the teenager thing, something that I've complained about before that it doesn't get done often enough, mm-hmm. this, this really tickled my fancy. It's like, it's, it's like, this is what I want. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh, okay. This, this could be good. So yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. I mean, it's it's better than no news at all. True, but I I seriously doubt we're going to get any new news in the in near future because it sounds like the movie hasn't even been written yet. Yeah, 
Could be wrong. Could we, I could be wrong, but it just sounds like that it still has to be written. So In the, the early development stages. Yeah. So that's exciting. One of the other pieces of news that we – this isn't really news. It's more of a follow-up uh, after our last episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about NECA and all of the, the, the cool exclusive figures they're releasing and the fact that no one can get their hands on them because uh, – they're, they're, they're like retailer exclusives, and, and COVID is making it hard to get those exclusives to the retailers, and they're getting bought by bots online. It's, ju- it's just, a, just a nightmare. Well, yeah. uh, over, this, over the past two weeks, NECA has come out and said that they're going to make it easier in the future. They're exploring more options to get these figures into people's hands, and uh, we, we kind of all have already seen the fruits of that labor come to fruition. Uh, this week, NECA straight up put the next – TMNT movie figures directly on their website for pre-order. And it's the two-pack with Toka and Razar. And, you know, I know the first thought is, well, won't bots just buy that? Like, yes and no. You know, you you put the right CAPTCHA stuff behind it. it, Bots can't get through. But the more important thing here is these are pre-orders. And they're leaving the pre-orders open for a specific amount of time. I believe it was for like a week. Mm. Uh, I put my pre-order in the day that they popped up about about a week ago. And as of today, 8-5-2020, you can still pre-order this two-pack off of the, the NECA store. That's pretty fantastic. Yes, yes. Like, con- considering the rarity of the previous figures, this is phenomenal. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I still can't believe they're up. But again, with them implementing like CAPTCHA and stuff like that, because uh, they said they would, um, just making it easier. Like it's it's I hate that it took so long for them to implement this, but I'm glad that it's here now. So I'm hoping maybe some of those other things that were hard to find uh, might be easier if, you know, they make that available online instead. Maybe. Just continue maybe. doing these pre-orders. Um, yeah. You know, and I and it, it says on the, the site, due to the nature of this pre-order, all sales are final. So what it sounds like is you buy them, and they know how many to make, and they send you one. Yeah. Rather than hey, we are going to make four thousand. When we run out of four thousand, we will shut down the website. It's for a week. We're going to take as many orders as we possibly can, and then fulfill those orders. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. Again. I could be wrong, but logically speaking, that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Token and Raz aren't really my favorite characters. I, I think I'm on record saying that, mm-hmm. considering they came out of a terrible movie. But I'm willing to play along with their little uh, shtick here to convince them that that's what they need to do with future figures. But, they're, but overall, they're still fun characters. They're <laughs> they're characterless characters, Jeff. Well, yeah, they're brutes. Yeah, they 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 are they basically aren't characters. Well, they're character that, models. You had something else you wanted to talk about. So while we're on the topic of like you know figures and stuff, and of course they announced the um you know coming out of their shells turtles or you know mutagen you know tour or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Yet, an, gets, yet another set that you're never gonna get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 slowing down my collecting, Sergio. Um, and honing in. I've already got the four big NECA movie turtle figures, and I'm 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 good on that. Um, 
But uh, I would like to see, you know, more weird figures like, you know, how much we love turtles and disguises. I would love to see disguised turtles figures. Well, as long as they're accurate to what they wore in the show. Yes. Like in the good old days, we uh, we got all kinds of just garbage Playmates figures where Donatello was what he was a, 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 a farmer or a cowboy and basketball star basketball star there there was magician Raphael. yeah just just a whole bunch of trash figures that no one actually wants if, if they're gonna go back and, and michelangelo which i have on card meant i've never opened it it was a gift i was like this is great mm. say say no 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 i'm i i'm not a fan of that but if you have them in the show and you're going show accurate then i'm on board don't just make some stuff up for for an action figure Turtles gangsters. Hey, I'm in. I'm in with turtles matching, rappers. I, with, yes, I want the freaking like from the first episode, from the first season. I want the you know street punk, you know street punk or uh, street hip hop, hip hop turtles. Yeah, I, like I want I want turtles with those weird human masks on Ugh. that are removable. Yes, okay, that would be cool. Yeah, it's gross. It's just the, ugly. The dumber, oh. the better. I, I want the uh, the turtles, the construction worker, you know, your your worker turtles with the beards, all re- all removable too. Oh yeah, I think that does it for for news and other topics. Yeah, I can't think of anything else now. Um, that that means we jump directly into our main topic for the episode, which this episode, uh, we're going we're <laughs> we're diving way back into the original. Archie Comics Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures run uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, as I said, published by Archie, but it was actually just a, a, a skunk works team at Mirage doing all the actual production on it. Um, we've talked about this before. How long has it been, Jeff, since we talked about this? I think uh, it's been, what, about a year plus? Been about 15 months. Yeah. Almost, almost 15 months since since we talked about uh, Team and T Adventures. It was way back it, in in yon, yonder old uh, episode 13. Yeah, and us being on episode 42. I apologize for such a such a long gap. We had so much other stuff to talk about. Yeah, and we and we ended that episode on a cliffhanger too. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We we kind of screwed up our reading order just overall. Uh, we we finished last time uh, on issue 12. Which is the penultimate episode of like a story arc, not episode, the penultimate issue of a story arc. So we're opening up this this episode of Shellheads with the conclusion to that story arc and then an entire arc after that. So so I apologize. That was my fault. My planning did that. If if you've been waiting impatiently, which I'm sure you haven't for us to get to the next issue. Here it is, Uh, Jeff. do you have anything to say before we get started on these issues themselves? No. Okay. So, if you're reading along with us, so... Maybe. Issue 13 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures uh, opens up conveniently with a, like a big, like basically a commercial for what happened before. Like, last time on TMNT, where Stump and Sling actually walk us through exactly what happened in the previous episode or pre- previous issues, which 
with for our our needs, it works really well. Yeah. Considering, you know, considering whatever. Months. <laughs> so the so the turtles and Sherube is that we never did figure out how to pronounce that uh, no. are on a planet that had been that has been devastated by devastated by Krang, uh, and they're fighting the 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 malig- maligna yeah maligna's army um that is that is there to i'm not even sure they're there for the turnstone is what they're there for because mm-hmm. the turnstone is still a thing right now which is really cool uh this issue has a lot of action oh yeah uh, like a lot of really good action um i kind i really hate we didn't read it last time uh there's a lot of really good art uh, a lot of memorable art piece or like art scenes um, but as you can probably guess the turtles win Shirube gets the uh gets the turnstone and ends up destroying it correct um, she uses it to send uh Be- Be- bebop and rocksteady to a world full of wild animals yeah for them to, to live out their days used it to send saki to prison and krang to the planet of morbius uh, which is a toxic waste dump world. Not to be confused with Planet Morbius from the Sonic cartoon. I'm sorry, it's Morbus. My bad. I read that wrong. It looks like it says Morbius. Yeah. And and so yeah, I believe I, be, I believe there's a line here saying that the Turnstone she destroyed it using its own using its own power, which would make sense. And then the turtles catch a ride with our favorite transdimensional cow. Cuddly the cowlick. Yep. Back to Earth. Or it's we're we're led to believe they're headed back home. Uh, however, we learn in the next issue that they go back to Earth, but not quite where they need to go. What did what stood out to you on in in this issue? Because because I know it's been a long time, and there's a lot of there's a lot of connective tissue to the previous issues. Uh, what what stands out for Jeff? Uh, fig leaves on Rocksteady. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, why not? When you have humanoid animals, you can't just have their stuff hanging out, you know? That's true. That's true. Um, we got a lot of good action beats mm-hmm. in this. And um, uh, I, I really uh, – I'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. Uh, Ken Mitroni. Like I'm really digging his art. Ah, okay. Which he does a lot of, uh, in in a lot a ton of these Archie issues. Um, yeah, it, it should be noted that these these are done by uh, Dean Claren and Ryan Brown. They, they kind of w- were the showrunners at this point on the book. Uh, I, I think every single book that we read that, that we read for this episode was done by one, if not both of those those writers. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say it like this is this is what the show should have been. You're not wrong. The, the, like there's more adventure. And I, yeah. I guess I guess that makes sense with it being named adventures. But there's more adventure to this 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 arc and this book itself. Like the same the, 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 the turtles never really left Earth that often mm-hmm. in the original cartoon. And I'm sure it had a lot to, had a lot to do with just animation um, limitations. You know, you, you don't want to have to teach Koreans how to draw an entire new world when it's just easier to you, for you to send notes, hey, draw the sewer again. Yeah. But 
that's just one of the, the, the freedoms that you have in comics that you don't really have in other mediums. Yeah. So it, it, it to me, that's what, that's what stood out like it. And it, and it felt a lot like that first, uh, that first season of the show where you had, mm-hmm. you know, your, your action beats and your comedy, um, you know, kind of, you know, thrown in. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we get to see the, you know, the turtles and, you know, uh, Leatherhead and Wingnut and Screwloose and this guy named Trap. Trap. Yep. Yep. Uh, who's, who's smoking. Don't do that at home, kids. Um, <laughs> uh, I was like, didn't, again, as a kid reading this, I didn't notice that. And make any, you know, you don't notice. Well, I, these no, I noticed it, your kid. Yeah. but I wasn't like, oh, he's doing a bad thing. It's just he's an adult and he can smoke. That was always my yeah. my takeaway. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Mikey still has his nunchucks at this point. Um, yeah, I don't think he ever loses them in the in the comic. I don't think so either. Um, Shredder shows up for like a hot minute, gets hit by a rock in the head and he's gone. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a heck of a shot. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, good overall action beats, you know, uh, it's an exciting conclusion to what, to, to the story they were telling. It is. Uh, let me get, let me get like a little cerebral with it though. So, so looking where in the, in the 13 issues that we've read so far, looking where this book started and to where it's come to at this point, like it started as straight up translations of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then it transitioned into, you know, original stories where it was still grounded in the, the world of the Ninja Turtles, you know, Shredder and Krang and Rocksteady Bebop. By this issue, they've already gone into Dimension X. They've been prof- professional wrestlers on other, you know, in another dimension. They've met a lar- a portion of the mighty, what becomes the Mighty Mutanimals. Uh, they have jettisoned both Krang and Shredder as as threats and have pretty much moved on into their own little world. It's it's this is the point at which this book's this book really becomes its own thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The the, ne- the the books that we that we're we're about to talk about are part of one of the most exciting runs that the Adventures series had. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, but what I really liked about about this book and the ones after it, while there's humor, it's not nearly as cheesy and and, and hacky uh, as as the TV show. Agreed. Yeah, I'm gonna stop short of saying, hey, these are well written, because there's definitely some some weird plot holes and 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 decisions made to put characters in certain places that just don't make much sense, but. For for what it is when it was, this is more than more than enough to satisfy a you know comic stand in the early nineties. Oh yeah. Uh, this one was actually published in nineteen ninety. Okay, well that's pretty much all I have to say about this issue. You got anything else? Uh no, no nothing else on this one. Okay, well Cherube basically disappears. I don't know if she ever comes back. I honestly it, but. We are our heroes are last seen getting into Cuddly the Cowlick's mouth uh, and, and heading back to Earth. Raph has adopted this black suit almost like Spider-Man mm-hmm. 
from his his uh, wrestling days, and I don't know how I feel about it. That's you know, it's different, but you know, I mean, it's weird. It looks like he's just, <laughs> you know, like you know, swam through a whole bunch of oil. <laughs> it, yeah, like he, it can't be comfortable. Yeah, unless it's like some kind of space age, you know, technology that made the suit and it's like fully breathable or you know whatever. It's not just like spandex. I don't know. I don't space know. Space age fabrics. Like seeing it on the covers of books is really cool. But when you're actually reading the comic, it's the the, the black suit is kind of off-putting. Yeah, I I, I, just, I guess I just don't understand the decision. And it's not like he kept it forever. He, and and it didn't add anything. It's not like he was able to be more stealthy. It's not like he got stronger or, it, or anything. It was just a costume. Yeah. Whatever. Let's move to issue fourteen. Uh, and and here's where more and more steps towards. Uh, the Activision that I think it was Dean Dean Claren, yeah, Dean Claren, uh, was really leaning into. He he was really into saving the planet, <laughs> which a lot of people were in the 80s and 90s. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hole in the ozone layer was a big deal. Global warming started being a big deal, uh, and and he was he was he was all in on that train because all three of the next books reference it in multiple ways actually this entire arc references it in in profound ways especially at the end it could be sponsored by greenpeace without a doubt <laughs> um all right so in this issue we meet jaguar wait what is that again jaguar <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry jaguar yeah that's probably the better way to say it uh, the cuddly drops I like the, the turtles. Other way better. <laughs> uh, cuddly drops the turtles in. Yeah, they're they're just just plop them right down in Brazil. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't like, live here, Cuddly. Cuddly's radar is way off. Way off. So there they are in the jungle. They meet. They immediately meet Jaguar. He, you know, gives them a rundown of 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 the jungle and what's happening there and how it's being burned down and. They brings him to this 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 basically this giant temple uh, where he lives and how he's at war with all of the, uh, the 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 people destroying the rainforest and a bunch of stats are thrown out there C- clearly scientific stats that a jaguar man would not have access to right but he he says them anyway which is adorable <laughs> and you know and and not really not really much happens. It's just, hey, let's hang out in the jungle for a while until they find April O'Neil. Yeah. Who's being held captive by poachers, I think is what how they were referred to. Yeah. And this is kind of the revelation of, oh, that's why Cuddly brought us here. Mm-hmm. He brought us here because he knew that our friend April was in peril and we needed to save her. That old cow sense of tingling. That's right. See the, the all-knowing cow. Uh, so they save April. Jaguar is all sad because the rainforest is still burning. Like it's really laid on thick. The really, really, really thick. Um, but at this point, April joins their, I guess their their traveling uh, vacation party in South Africa. 
and the very last scene is uh, a shot of the of a a building in what's assumed yeah in New York uh, and we see the back of Null's office chair yeah uh, and Null being the evil corporate man that he is is responsible for a lot of the destruction happening ha- uh, all of the, the I'm sorry development de- development slash destruction of Brazil uh, so so he is our new uh, big bad guy or yeah. at least we're led to believe uh, so I'm just going to start off by saying right off the bat I do not like the art in this issue I do not either uh, this this artist comes up every once in a while because uh, of course they had to produce a lot of books so I, I get spreading the work around but I don't let's see who who was it pencils by Donald Simpson yeah and, and what's weird is I like everything but his turtles I think yeah yeah everything but his turtles look okay what are your thoughts um yeah I'm not a fan of the art either um it just you know it's like going from you know Ken's art to you know, to, to this, um, especially for the turtles. I was like, why do they look all weird? We do have a pretty sizable nugget in this issue. Um, or at least what it looks like to me. Okay. Um, so when, uh, upon, you know, the turtles meeting, uh, Jaguar, Jaguar, uh, he's leading them around and stuff and uh, takes them back to, you know, the temple and whatnot. Like, Oh, you know, you guys are probably hungry. And I'm looking, I'm like, is that a freaking Ninja Turtles hostess pudding pie tree? They look like freaking hostess pies. Do what? Yeah. Page 12. Page Page 13. Page 13. (laughs) Only you, man. Only you would see this. Yeah, I want those freaking hostess pies back. Those things were That's great. funny. Yeah, and it's just I, like, and you go to the next page, and Mikey's just like, oh, these are delicious. And then Jackie was holding one, I'm like, that looks exactly like it. <laughs> man, and like the, the version that we're reading is, is a digitized version of these books. It's possible there was an ad for those things in the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very possible. I think I've eaten like maybe two in my life. That was it. That's so funny. Well, uh, I just want to know what the on page seventeen, who's who's that little frog with a hat? <laughs> it's I don't know, but it's probably a nod <laughs> to Michigan J Frog. Who's Michigan J Frog from the Looney Tunes? The oh, C- the one that the one that ended up being like the the uh the mascot of the C, the CW for a while, not the CW, the WB for a while. Yeah. Ah, okay. That's funny. Uh, uh, other than establishing that the turtles are not at home, uh, and them meeting Jaguar, this is not, this is kind of a filler story. Yes. You know, that they get, there's a lot of exposition, a lot of exposition that does nothing for the overall story. And we, has Null come up prior to this issue? I think, I think he has. Maybe. I don't it's, recall. It's been 15 months. It has been 15 months. <laughs> so. So, so I, I, let me actually. There's websites that will tell us this, Jeff. Oh. After a, a, a short uh, research session uh, to, get, to get caught back up, technically, Null is not in this issue. 
Well, yeah. We just see his chair much, much and his hand, much like uh, – who was the bad guy on Inspector Gadget? Oh, Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw, yeah. Never saw him. Ever. Yep. Never, ever. So they have the, – the, the internet has – that came out years later does not count. I'm sorry. Or the video game. That ain't no. Claw. Oh, yeah. Those don't, those don't count. Uh, the, the internet has his first appearance as issue 15, which is the next issue we're going to read. So we haven't missed any we haven't missed any null none whatsoever. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump to 15 unless you got anything else for 14. I have I do have one thing. So at the at the end of these issues they continued doing uh the turtle tracks and they would have people write in mm-hmm. and they would send fan art and all these letters and stuff. In this issue we actually have a letter from Gulfport, Mississippi. Oh, that's true. We do. Yeah. That's and cool. From uh a Nathan Swan. So if you're listening, Nathan Swan, <laughs> might be a gamble, but reach out to us. Uh, you wrote way back when. Why does Raphael have a black suit now? Yeah. And how did he get it? He looks good in it, but I like his first one better. I'm like, he, he's not in, he's not in a suit, but you're a kid. I understand. Smart, um, smart kid, smart kid. Yeah. Other than that, I think your comic book is perfect. I can't wait for Rat King to show up in issue 11, keep up the good work. Nice. Yeah, like reading very, like glancing at these turtle tracks every 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 issue, it was very obvious that children were reading these. Yeah. Like a lot of times they're like, "I'm 7. Here's my opinion." And I'm like, "When I was 7, I wasn't doing that." Yeah. I wasn't writing out a nuanced opinion about a turtles issue. Or writing to like you know any of the video game magazines or anything like that. Like I never did any of that stuff. Yeah. Now I was a lazy that, kid growing up. <laughs> some of them that had like turtle drawings. I, I remember thinking if I draw one good enough, I'll send it in. I just never could draw one good enough to justify sending it in. Um, but it's it's really cool seeing these 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 uh, snapshots of 1990 in real time, basically. Yeah. Fantastic. Indeed. Uh, issue 15. This one is very similar to the previous one, since they're still in the jungle, uh, and, and, and they're trying to basically work their way up streams and stuff to get back to, to, to civilization. Uh, Jaguar has joined them, not on like a permanent basis, more more as like a... Like a, micro- the, like, like, a like a jungle Sherpa. Yeah, well, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, let's see. April, of course, is with them. Uh, by this issue, Raphael had already abandoned half of the black suit. Yeah, it's like the top part. I mean, I'm gonna just turn this down. <laughs> yeah. Turn. Tur- turns out it's it's hot down here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- this one gets real weird towards the middle because they come across they they come across some natives and the na- natives are kind to them and they feed them uh, and they take them to like a hidden village in the middle of the jungle that has dinosaurs in it. Yeah. Like underground. Yeah. Which is kind of very reminiscent of that episode of the turtles from that era where they went underground and found hidden dinosaurs. Yeah. Which it's, it's always, it's always weird to me how often the Ninja Turtles are associated with dinosaurs. Oh, it's so great. 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 freaking, Freaking love dinosaurs, son. Come on. I love dinosaurs too. But you, know. you literally have four four characters whose home is the middle of an urban city. 
dinosaurs should be the very last thing on the writer's mind. Eh, come on. I'm just saying. I'm come just saying. Come on. Scrolling through uh, the rest of this book, uh, we, we get we, we get to meet our, our next uh, future mutanimal, uh, and that he ends up having the name Dreadmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's from Jamaica. He is from Jamaica. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it's established in this issue that he runs very fast. Yeah. Like as fast as say the flash or, or a Superman. Yeah. And, uh, much like the previous issue, they are accosted by a group of, uh, poachers, I guess, yeah. foreign white people, like people who don't belong in the middle of the jungle. Uh, especially when the jungle's full of natives and apparently mystical beings. And Dreadmon comes in and uh, helps defeat them. Yeah, because they're, you know, deforesting the forest. Yes, yes. Uh, we meet yet another—we we meet a, one of, one of uh, Null's—what uh, are they called? It's cronies? One of, one of his uh, uh, associates— one of, one of Null's associates uh, by the name of Kid Clint Tim. Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> is is this the first time we've seen? Is this Kid Tara? Is that his name? I've just been calling him Clint Eastwood. Because he looks like freaking Clint Eastwood. He does. He does. Like half Clint Eastwood, half in Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. So uh, let me see if this is his first issue, too. Kid Tara, he, oh, it isn't is this. He he is such he's such a obscure character. His origin is not even listed. <laughs> wow. Give me a moment. Yes. Thanks to the internet, we know this. Uh, this is also Kid Tara's uh, debut, and he he's basically like a bounty hunter. Yeah. Who who is working directly with Null to try to make his business, you know, decisions work. And the Turtles and Jaguar and Dreadmon are foiling all of those plans in the middle of South America. And he's got incredibly good cell reception with that uh, cellular phone he's got back then, because I think this was the size of a bus. <laughs> it's the size of a bus, and he's in the middle of the jungle. So it's got to be like a satellite phone or something. Oh, man. That's got, that's, I want to have his plan. <laughs> it's definitely not AT&T nope uh, but that's pretty much the end of that issue all, you know, it's, so far everything is good to go uh, there's, a, there's a looming bad guy but all, all uh, immediate threats have been, have been taken care of yeah, we and we have a new see. buddy yeah and, but we still don't see Null we see his hand that's right and so I guess the, the appearance smoker apparently oh yeah there's a lot of only the bad guys smoke yeah. If you, you if you notice, mm -hmm. that's that's that, I guess that's uh how you spot a bad guy. They're a smoker. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Um. Well. Again, well, the art's back to being good. Agreed. Oh, um, the art in this one is great. Um. Just that just that nice level of consistency. Just crisp. It's very crisp. Ken's art is so great. And Dan Berger did all the inks. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, is it Berger or Berger? Berger, I think. I'm thinking Berger? Greg Berger, Berger from Transformers. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed this one. Um, 
yeah, I, I, what was, what the thing is, is as a kid, of course, I don't see any of this coming, but th- this is pretty much the turtles slowly building their Avengers team. Yeah. Where, you know, over the course of five issues, they meet five new dudes and, Oh, look at this. Now those five dudes are a, a team. Yeah. They're, 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 they're a, they're a side project that we've built with all of our buddies, which is kind of cool. Uh, and and we'll get to more more mutanimals history uh, later on, but yeah. but but that's what these issues are kind of leading up to is just building the mutanimals. I don't know if I like Dreadmon's character. He's kind of like he feels basically the same as Jaguar. Yeah, except he has a superpower. Yeah, and until we find out later, it's still a super. It's still a superpower. No, no, no I'm talking about like more about him later oh that's true we don't get his backstory till later you're right yeah. uh, same thing with jaguar we don't get his full backstory till the actual mutanimals uh issues yeah so for right now they seem very one-dimensional very 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 issue 16 uh this one we're revisited by our buddy man ray the turtles are still in south america still being chased by kid Terra, uh and they, they, they finally reached the the the, the beach the shore uh, and they're able to Donatello with his infinite wisdom is is able to build these raft things. Turtle tubes. Turtle tubes. They're back. The, the four turtles in April jump on the turtle tubes and just decide they're gonna float to North America. Sure, why not? Which I guess isn't completely impossible. Bonkers. You know, it's 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 not as bonkers as the whole. Uh, Oh, we can just swim. It's fine. We're turtles. M- Mount Rushmore thing from last <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. But to, to to think that the turtles are going to float the entire Gulf of Mexico is kind of bizarre. Without any food or clean water, sure, whatever. It's a kid's book. Yeah. Halfway across the, the 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 Gulf of Mexico, they get kidnapped by a subterranean or, or, or a submarine with arms. It's got a robot crab thing. Yeah, robot crab thing that pulls them down to the the, the the bottom of the ocean. So they're they're taken down to this underwater lair owned by Null, and that that has also captured Man Ray and this little guy named Bub Glub 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 Bubbla Bubbla Gubble Yeah, whatever. He's this little shrimpy looking thing that talks. He doesn't say real words, but he talks. Uh, Man Ray then goes into into this whole nother conservation uh, spiel about how gl- bu- Bubbla's uh, ecosystem is being destroyed by humans because they are the ultimate bad guy to to the Earth. Toxic waste. Toxic waste in the ocean, and of course Null is responsible for it. Uh, they're they're all captured together in this under underwater layer and they decide to break out by busting through some through a glass uh, or a two way, a one way, two way, two way glass mirror or whatever. And of course, who do they throw through it? Mikey. He's, he's always the one being thrown, isn't he? Yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize how often that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And when they bust through there, you see a couple of, you know, uh, dudes one of them is kid Terra, uh and a, a, a pretty cool looking fight breaks out uh, mm-hmm. in this place kid Terra ends up shooting Gub- bubbla bubbla i can't get his name right 
uh, breaking Rayfile's heart, and he goes in all-out rage mode. This is a big deal, like in a kid's book. Yes. Like yeah. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah, they they straight up just killed a character. Sure, we just met him, and he didn't know real words, so at best he's a pet. But yeah. Man Ray went full on uh, John Wick. Yeah. When when Bubba or whatever his name dies, and he he basically destroys the entire underwater lair, and the turtles have to escape through. The 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 underwater access pool, which for the record would have killed them, would have killed them. The access pool leaving leaving that base the way they left that base would have killed them with the access pool. Yes. No, the access pool itself would be fine. But once you get underwater, the water pressure would kill you. Yeah. Because they're very, 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 very far underwater. And even if they weren't killed by the pressure immediately, they would probably be killed by the pressure of like the air being forced out of their skin as they surfaced to the top, you know, to the surface of the water too quickly. But you know what? We're not talking about that aspect of science. No, no, we're not. And we're also not trying to apply logic to a comic book. True. But don't name drop science as destroying the Earth. <laughs> If you're going to ignore it when telling your story, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, the turtles and Man Ray and April all make it back to the shore. They bury uh, Bubba, and that's basically the end of the book. Um, it's yeah. it's we're we're seeing a theme develop here. Every single issue leading up to uh, the, the the big Mutanimals miniseries. Oh, did we say did we not say there was a Mutanimals miniseries coming up? Uh, all of these issues have something to do with the world being destroyed by man and Null being responsible. Yeah. Uh, so th- th- that's one of the big things to take away from this arc is these writers really care about the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this one? I enjoyed this one uh, as well. Of course, you know, we got the art, you know, the same art, you know, uh, by Ken is back. Of course, you know, the conservation thing, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, we're on the ocean. Hey, we're about to, we're almost to land. We're getting led to land by dolphins. Let's go. Let's let's just swim. And, of course, Donatello sees a sea turtle choking on um, <laughs> a, a six pack ring. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he uh, frees him. And it comes to pay off later as a group of sea turtles end up rescuing them mm-hmm. and taking them to the surface. Okay. We're we're burning right through these now. Um, yeah. Let's talk about issue 17. 17. So at this point, the turtles uh, have made it, what, halfway through? Ha- halfway through the, the, the Gulf of Mexico? Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of the episode, or episode, the beginning of the issue uh, starts with a meteor coming to Earth uh, that does not break apart upon uh, entry, and uh, it is... It, it crashes in... What I, what was it? Yeah, South America, and it has skull and bean in it. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm I'm gonna predict again, I think this is skull and beans. It, no, this isn't skull and beans debut, is it? I think they were in previous issues. Again, it's been 15 months. Issue 17. The, I am I am at the top of my game tonight. Top of my game. 
Oh. Issue 17 is Skull and Bean's debut, and these are a pair of alien brothers who work directly with uh, M- M- Maligna. Think of think of them as much more useful Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. They look similar, uh, very similar, actually. They're obviously part of the same uh, alien race, but one of them has a porthole in his head. Yeah. And they crash land in South America. We'll get back to them in a moment. The turtles are now riding whales. Why not? On their way back to to, 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 to the United States. I don't even know if these giant whales are native to the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) But again, we're not going to apply real science to this. You go with that logic again. Yeah, yeah. So, so where where do the turtles end up? They they, they come across a, a a ship that has been wrecked. Uh, looks yeah. like a an old um, oil oil tank. tanker. And Man Ray was you know giving them education lessons on how uh, shrimpers like get shrimp from the Gulf, and he sees that the shrimpers nets don't have extruders, which are there to let the 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 helpless turtles escape the nets while the the shrimp are captured and he has an absolute panic attack under the under the water and attacks the shrimp boats and when he attacks the shrimp boats there's pirate looking dudes on there one of them even has a peg leg and an eye patch man ray despite being able to completely destroy an under underground uh, underground lair is very quickly captured in a fishnet which says a (laughs) lot for fishnets yeah yeah, yeah, and the, the turtles telepathically talk to Splinter at some point. April almost drowns. It is th- this issue is bonkers. It is like at, at one point, Raphael dresses up like what is this like a, a demon turtle <laughs> of the ocean? Yeah, Let's see, here, here, here it is. Uh, okay, okay, we are the elder gods of the seven seas. The morning full spirits of murdered sea turtles have called to us or called us to this world, and none shall escape our vengeful fury. They do this to scare the pirates. And they're on the back of a giant sea turtle. Like, where the heck did that come from? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's huge. It's Gamera. (laughs) It's the devil's envoy. He showed up. (laughs) They should be scared of that giant flying rocket turtle well they <laughs> they free man ray and they they make sure that the the pirates do not continue in their I- illegal shrimping ways uh cut to <laughs> cut to new york we still have not seen null's face but kid tara is back in new york city to report how badly of a job he he did uh trying to stop these turtles and let me rephrase that let me Rewind back to the beginning. Skull and Bean didn't land in South America. They landed in New York City because they are sitting in Null's office, and they are there to welcome Kid Terra back from his adventures in South America. So, yeah, this issue, like, the the important pieces of this issue could have been included in other ones because nothing really important happens with the Ninja Turtles themselves. Just a lot more, hey, here's how humans are the bad guys, Here's what they're doing to ruin the, 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 the ruin nature and the environment. Yeah. So it, 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 we're, we're really bordering on beating a dead horse. Basically. We're getting real close to it. And I, mm-hmm. like, I feel like by the end of this arc, all horses will be dead. 
Yeah. And it'll be human's fault. Um, what you got? What what you got to say about issue? What seventeen? Seventeen. Not a whole lot. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's, it's very you know another conservation heavy uh issue. Uh, it makes me want to eat delicious sh- uh, fried shrimp. Uh, <laughs> the side of a uh, golden French fries. Uh, just saying. Um, I think I think you took the wrong lesson from this issue. <laughs> if, if, did if, I, what you took, if you took did was, I, man, shrimp are delicious. They are freaking delicious, <laughs> uh, especially cocktail sauce. What's next? Issue 18? 18. I like issue 18. Uh, yes. This the, is the debut of Mondo Gecko. Yeah. I, I meant to ask you, do you recall, was he ever in the cartoon? Like yes, the original he cartoon. He was, yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, we, have we watched that yet? No. Uh, I don't think we have. He shows up in the CBS season. Okay, okay. Because he he is one of the one of the better side characters, without a doubt. Yeah. There's a lot of character to him. Mm-hmm. And this was, I believe, his debut. Yeah. Uh, because. Yeah, this would have to it had to be his debut because this was this was released around the the year season three was airing. Actually, before before we sound like idiots, would rather not. Let's uh double check this. So this issue came out in March of ninety one. The original air date of this was September. So same year, but the original debut was in this comic. Hmm. All right, so that. We were right. The issue starts with April journaling, which is something we know know her to be, you know, to do. Um, mm-hmm. At this point in Turtles lore, she's journaled at least twice: once in the original comic and once in the movie. So, so her journaling on the way back, for, you know, from South America makes ex- absolute sense. And the route that they take, that like they finally make it to the coast, they make landfall. In the Nolans. port of New Orleans, not Nolans. And from there, the, the the plan is let's jump a train in New Orleans and go directly to New York, which they do. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, like a lot of sightseeing. Like I'm, I'm not sure why they felt they needed to uh, show a lot of this stuff. Maybe they're just trying to fill some some uh, some panels. I don't know. But they finally do make it back to New York, uh, and they, they end up. Going down into the sewers in the same area where they were fighting right before they were, you know, kidnapped and taken to uh, Dimension X. They stumble upon an old, I, I believe this was an old foot headquarters. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where they are, but yeah. they stumble upon a punk band named Merciless Slaughter being fronted by a long haired uh, punker guy who talks and, and acts very much like. Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes. So yes, the 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 punks get surrounded by foot soldiers, like they do. Super foot soldiers. super foot soldiers who look like they're wearing diapers. <laughs> super incontinent foot soldiers. Like big beefy baby boy diapers. Uh, <laughs> Oh, 
and I'm not even saying the art in this book is bad. Like the art's really good, but why they made the <laughs> the foot soldiers underwear white like that is really weird. Um, a fight breaks out. The turtles intervene uh, to try to save the punk guys. In all of the scuffle, Mondo Gecko is created because the the singer of the band has a pet gecko that lives on his shoulder, and he gets doused with some mutagen because it's an old foot warehouse. He turns into a gecko, which makes me wonder, where's his pet gecko? So, like, did his pet gecko turn into a, like, is are there two Mondo geckos out there? I believe they merged into one. That's not how mutagen works. No, but you don't see him anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's odd to me, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Candy Fine, his girlfriend, gets kidnapped by a super, super foot soldier. And they have to ride skateboards to catch them in the in the sewer. And it, a, a, another long fight ensues. Mondo Gecko ends up knocking the foot soldier off of a, uh, a skyscraper. Like King Kong. Yep, like King Kong. He is, he is uh, reunited with Candace, or Candy Fine, <laughs> but she's not sure how to take this whole hero lizard now. As of right now, all is well. Happy ending. We have a brand new friend who seems to be basically a, a lizard Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Mondo Gecko is cool. Oh, yeah. And I wish all of the other mutant characters that just kind of stumbled out of things here and there. I wish they were as lively or as defined as Mondo Gecko is. Yeah, I do too. What'd you think of issue? What is this? 18, 17, 18, 18. I really, really enjoy this issue. There's a lot of fantastic stuff. Um, I mean, of course, you know, there's heavy, um, you know, Bill and Ted inspiration, like you said, because uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he says his name. Um, let's see, where is it? Oh, I think I know what you're going <laughs> to reference. Yeah, he's like, my friends call me Mondo. You can call me Mondo Gecko Esquire. I'm like, as in Bill. <laughs> Bill S. <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Esquire, uh, which is great. But which is weird, though, because he looks more like a Ted. Yeah. You know, because of the long hair and everything. Yeah, well, he looks like a lizard now, so I guess that doesn't really matter. Lizard Ted. <laughs> you know. Um, I really, really liked, like, the giant hulking uh, foot soldiers. Not with the big diaper. That was really weird. Um, <laughs> but we got some great chopping action from Leo. He cut one of the, cut one of their heads off, got them armed being cut off uh they're just really just laying waste to him there's an, uh, a panel where leo's cuts through its chest i love seeing that i love seeing stuff like that uh, this isn't the this isn't the last of these big guys that we've seen right so, it, right um but yeah i i really i think mondo only showed up in one episode of the 80s cartoon and never showed up again just I, enough to sell just enough to sell that figure exactly um but I, I wish they had, you know, stuck around more, you know. Um, but I, I really enjoy, I really like this issue a lot. Yeah. And I, this might be my favorite issue of the entire run that we read. Oh, wow. Might be. 
Next up is number 19, obviously. Uh, and it's called The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, and that is very a very apropos name uh, for this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondo and the Turtles, who are now kind of a crew, just hanging out. They're actually going to go investigate the, the Null building to find out what's going on over there. They're joined, finally, by Splinter. We get to see some Splinter action. Yeah. He's wearing a trench coat, looking all dapper. Incognitus. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this nice businessman with a scarf and a tail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we then, you know, cut over to to uh, Null, who is talking to Skull and Bean, and th- basically he's trying to he's cutting a deal with Skull and Bean to sell the world to Maligna. Yeah. I I don't know how exactly you follow up on that like how do you how how null can be like here the world is yours now i'll get out of the way and allow you to take it he he really doesn't have the collateral to go with it none whatsoever yeah uh but what null is receiving in return is the means to take his business off world Mm -hmm. So, so so basically i'm Getting rid of this world, and I'm going not only international, but intergalactic. We then have another meteor, a big one this time, uh, coming to Earth and picking up Man Ray as it jumps off the bottom of the ocean and lands on Jaguar and Dreadmon's uh, beach where they've just been chilling since the turtles left. And so Man Ray, Dreadmon, and Jaguar are now kind of a trio. Which, you know, leads it gets us one step closer to the the the, the big mutanimals reveal that we, that we've been waiting on. Yeah. The turtles and Mondo uh, make it back or, or or stopped by Kid Terra, and they recognize him because Kid Terra is the one who killed Bubba. Yes, this is this actually this is the issue where Kid Terra turns. Yeah. He uh, he goes from being a you know a right the right hand man of Null. Uh, once he realizes that Null is selling the entire world, he's like, you know, I probably picked the wrong side, and is now uh, basically a a what's what's it called a double agent. Yeah. Uh, informs the the turtles of what Null's up to and says, I'm gonna go back up here and figure out what's going on. While he uh <laughs> while he's t- giving them the the business and telling them what's going on. He gets cold cocked by Raphael, who who uh, you know wasn't with the trio before because you know getting rid of that costume. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which I, in the I, last issue had just become pants. Just become coat. pants. Yeah, <laughs> with the coat around him. Uh, I, other other than this one really epic, like flip and knockdown sequence, there was no other reason for Raphael to not be with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess this was the big reveal that Raphael is back to normal. Yeah. And and maybe they wanted to make that a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Skull and Bean show up, and they have a very quick fight with the Turtles. Uh, and a, a few things are revealed. It's revealed that Skull and Bean's uh, exoskeletons are very, very strong. Uh, so strong that the Turtles are having trouble penetrating any of it, or to, to even do any damage whatsoever. Uh, and in and in, in uh, the commotion during the commotion, 
Is it Bean or is it Skull? I don't know which one is which. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Skull or Bean, one of them, uh, the one with the port in his head, shoots this yellow ball of gunk onto the rooftop that they're on. It explodes, creating a basically a, a smoke bomb that that also knocks the turtles out. And we finally, at the end of this issue, get to see Null's face. Yeah. And his head, which has devil horns on it. That's a devil. Just straight up devil. So it's a it's a demon. It's a humanoid demon. It's we, it, we're not really sure what he is, but he's he he has he not only is an evil businessman, he looks the part now. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's where it ends. The turtles are passed out on a rooftop, uh, and w- with a line saying, "Hey, if you want to read the rest of the story, go check out Mighty Mutanimals issue one." What'd you think of this issue? I really dug the art in this one. Um, which was done by Garrett Ho. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I really really enjoyed it. Um, I mean it was still kind of what Ken was doing, but a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say a little more cartoony. Um, maybe a little bit more detailed. Maybe. Yeah, I would say more comic booky. Yeah. But we had some good we had some good action beats, um, you know, throughout this one. Um, and seeing freaking Null, I was like, man, he gross. <laughs> <laughs> that well, they had been marinating on that Null reveal for quite a while. Yeah. So seeing seeing the horns really really kicked it into kicked it up to the next level. Yeah. I like this issue. I don't love this issue. Mm-hmm. It it is not a very good standalone issue at all, because you can't just read it and get a story out of it. But it is a fan freaking tastic lead like issue to lead into a much larger conflict. Yeah, there's so many dangling plot threads at the end of this thing that you have to pick up both books. You know, you have to pick up the my the mutanimals mutanimals book and you have to pick up the next turtles book because who knows what's going to happen. Right. So exciting! What uh, what else you got? Because I'm excited to get into these 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 mutanimals issues. Um, that's all I got for that one. Okay, cool. Following this issue is like story wise a three issue miniseries called the Mighty Mutanimals, which would of course is short for Mutant Animals. It's a group of mutant mutants that have come up m- multiple times in uh, Turtles lore. Um, we, we've seen a version of them in not only this book, but also the 20, the, the, the Nick cartoon. There was a version of Mutanimals in there. Uh, there was a version of the Mutanimals in the IDW book. So it's kind of one of those under the radar Turtles things that only people in the know really know about or know mm-hmm. the origins of or how obscure it really is. But it's been around long enough and in enough things that there's probably a lot of people who know who the mutanimals are, right? Right? I'm thinking so. It, it's just really cool that that they that they've dipped back into the well for this specific brand a couple of times. And if and I'm I'm not sure where on the internet you can find this stuff, uh, and I'm probably going to get part of the story wrong. But 
around this time, the Turtles were doing so well that Fred Wolf and his production company were trying to figure out what else to do with the Turtles. And one of the things that came up was, can we do a Mutanimals television show? Hmm. I don't know if that was, let's build a side group, do it in the comic, and then we'll do the TV show. Or if it was, hey, that side group is cool, let's develop a TV show based on it. And like, I, don't, I don't know the order of operations there, but it was being pitched uh, for a television show in the 90s, which is it's very, very surprising it didn't happen. Uh, I, I, would love, I, I would love to know if a pilot was ever actually made uh, for the Mutanimals, because th- that would have been cool to see. Yeah. Um, and, well, like, yeah. And, and actually, like this initial three issue mi- miniseries apparently did well enough that they made like they made an ongoing series uh, about a year later that we're going to cover in you know future episodes. Mm-hmm. So th- what we're reading right now is really the the start of a big deal. Yeah. Mutant animals are kind of a big deal, and I, I, I like how this miniseries really works as this is an origin story. I, like we know all of these characters individually, we've read them in different stories, we know a lot of their individual origins, but the mutanimals don't exist until the end of this 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 miniseries, mm-hmm. and you know as a group. Uh, this book's this this book book number one starts with uh, us checking up on Jaguar. Dreadmon and Man Ray uh, in South America where they're inspecting the asteroid meteor thing that hit that hit Earth uh, and a bunch of these weird worm things are crawling out. Ugh. Yeah. And they crawl into the forest and basically cocoon themselves up. Maligna makes it very clear that she is now coming to Earth to conquer Earth. You know, she is, she's taken Sling and Stump and Sling uh, as prisoner because they, you know, they weren't able to help her before. Leatherhead, who has been on Stump and Sling's uh, Stump Asteroid fighting as a wrestler, is there to save Stump and Sling. So he Very just kind of c- comes out of nowhere. Very convenient. Very convenient. Uh, obviously, there's some story going on that we aren't aware of uh, that they don't ever actually show us. Uh, after Leatherhead shows up and just punches everything, uh, Wingnut and Screwloose come and actually get Stump and Sling and, and fly away, and they jump into Cuddly Cowlick's mouth. So we're moving quick, moving real quick. Turtles are still captured by Null. Uh, and and then probably the most questionable thing we've come across in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adventures happened. It's it's the weirdest, dumbest splinter can telepathically talk to rats now. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, I don't like it. It's really my only objection to this entire like thing, like hard objection. I have problems with other stuff, but this is a hard no for me. Yeah. Uh, Stump, Sling, Leatherhead, and Wingnut are all taken back to Stump Asteroid, uh, and then from there, Wingnut and Leatherhead leave in Cuddly the Cowlick's mouth, and they're taken to Earth, but are shot down in, in a really epic splash page <laughs> of 
cuddling the cow like crash landing in South America, joining three of the other mutanimals. The rats that Splinter can talk to, they, they help the turtles escape, even though, if you think logically, you tie up five characters in the same room with nobody watching them, they can easily just kind of roll over to each other and t- untie each other without the need of rats. But, you know, yeah, we're, I not mean, gonna, we're not going to fool with that. I mean, Leo has swords. Yeah, all their all of their their weapons are still in the room. It's just it's just sloppy, just look kind of sloppy. Yeah, Skull and Bean come back in. They fight some more and fight some more. They throw another smoke bomb, and Null escapes. At this point, the three mutanimals in South America find the crash landed, cuddly the cowlick, and they're investigating. Boom, issue over. Basically. So much happened in such a short period of time in this book. It's pedal to the metal. It is absolutely a pristine way to run through the story they're trying to tell. I, I, I just, I really like the pacing is what I'm saying. Yeah, pacing was very good. Yeah, what'd you think? I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, of course, we have a, a, a rather sizable cameo. Okay. In the very beginning of the book, as we see... Mirage Raphael. Oh yeah, in in what well, looks like the turnstone. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't really make any sense. Unless the turnstone is able to see interdimensionally. Yeah, but she doesn't show up again. That's true. And that was the cover of what our our previous issue. That's true. Which I, I that doesn't really make any sense to me either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's, it's it's willed out of existence. It's gone. <laughs> it, it's like she was supposed to be there, and then they cut her out of the story. Yeah, basically. But they failed to change the cover of the previous issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like that we got another, um, another rundown, like a three- or four-page rundown of, hey, here's the story so far. Yeah. In, in case you haven't been reading Ninja Turtles and you just stumbled on this new uh, miniseries, here's what you need to know. I'm like I'm telling you as I as I scroll back through this book like the pacing is perfect man. Yeah, it really really is. Other than the rat thing, which doesn't make any sense, uh this issue's solid. Yeah, and uh Ken and uh Garrett are both doing the art um uh, in this uh, this issue. Really? Yeah. Cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Well, do you have anything else before we jump to issue 2? Uh, we get to see kind of like a little bit of mini action uh, of uh, Mondo attacking Null, which he's pretty freaking strong. He backhands him and knocks him across the room into Raphael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like that they very quickly established that Mondo is scrappy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't know if he has the 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 uh, questionable mutant strength. That we talked about in the in, in the previous uh, episode, but he 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 can hold his own mm-hmm. despite not having ninja training. Right. Mute Animals Two. This one has my favorite cover. It's pretty good. Period. Like pr- probably top twenty covers of all time, like Ninja Turtle wise, and top probably top five in the the, the Archie era. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's I guess it's just that the lighting is really good. 
the action is really good. The layout is perfect. It's it's, it's so good. Just look it up. Yeah. Mighty Mutant Mighty Mutant Animals issue two. Uh, it's called Under the Black Sun. Um, oh yeah, and we find out at the we totally skipped over this, but we find out in the last issue that Raphael and Mondo were missing. Yeah. That they had stowed away on Null's ship wherever it was going. Well, it turns out it was going to headed to the Malanoids' homeworld, which is a big bug head that floats in outer space, which is cool. Looks like Baxter. Who looks like ba- Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The head does look like Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty freaky. Uh, the uh, the mutanimals that are in South Africa come across the mutanimals that just crash-landed there with Cuddly the Kellick, and immediately, instead of making friends, they fight. Because that's what happens in these stories every single time. Yeah. Uh, they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and then Cuddly the Kellick just loses it. He's like, look, you're on the same team. What are you doing? I haven't seen him angry before. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like angry, cuddly the Kellick. He's yeah. supposed to be cuddly. He, and he points out, hey, look, Maligna's army is literally growing on the trees over there. Are we going to do anything about it? And from there, they, they cut back to Maligna's like, home, home world. Uh, and Kid Terra and, and Null are both, to both disembarked and Raphael and Mondo are sneaking around trying to figure out what's going on, what they can do to uh, to stop the invasion. Kid Terra again indicates, "Hey, I'm on your side, buddies," by giving him his uh, his uh, skateboard back. So that 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 is done for a couple reasons: one, to reestablish that, and two, no, it's just for one reason. Hey, I'm a good guy. For any readers who weren't here before, it establishes, "Hey, I'm a good guy." It's it's nice to have that. It is. It is. We're in in 2020. We're getting away from that stuff, but yeah. that's a whole nother podcast. Um, Mondo and Raf, which is an interesting pair, decide to use the exoskeletons of a couple of guards to try <laughs> to sneak around in the home world. It does not work. No, they fail immediately. But it's really funny because they can smell them. Yep. Yep, and they very quickly accidentally come like come across Maligna. Uh, the in South America, the mutanimals are having a a crisis of uh like like an existential crisis. Like, are we killers? Or are we not killers? Is killing them all of these unborn warriors and saving the Earth the right thing to do, or are we the bad guys after we do that? Which is really deep for a comic. It's aimed at like ten year olds. It's very deep. So I, I applaud them for that. Yeah. Uh, we then get a. He, here's here's where the pacing of this trilogy just kind of, trilogy of this of this miniseries kind of falls falls apart because we get really quickly thrown together origin stories for both Jaguar and Dreadmon, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we needed it at this point. Yeah, it's kind of it feels like it's kind of tacked on a little bit. Mhm. Hmm. I don't know. But the warriors hatch and the the mutanimals prepare for battle and Mondo and Raf are taken taken prisoner because Maligna bites them with her hand things. Ooh, that's gross. And they are now captured. 
the world is screwed. I, I like like 80% of this issue. 80% of this issue is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the, I have no problems with the individual origin origins of those two characters. I like that they're not mutants. They're mm-hmm. kind of these, these mystical South African beings, not, not cool. South African, South, South American being beings. It's pretty cool. But I think that these should have been knocked out in their respective issues. Yeah. A couple of issues ago, just just an opinion. Yeah. What about you? Oh yeah, I mean, I I can agree with that. Like it's like why do we why are we now just learning about you? But right, you know. And and maybe that was them trying to establish the mutanimals as their own thing by including an origin story in their book. That makes total sense. Maybe. Or, or maybe we're both putting more thought into it than they did. Who knows? That's also possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far this is a very satisfying read. Oh yeah, just just across the board. They're more they're up. servicing all the characters properly. Yeah, um, and the 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 art is a bit more detailed as well. Like they had a little bit, like Ken had a little bit more time to do the pencils for this. <laughs> it's you possible, know? and they had time to color it more, so it's getting. It it looks really good, like very very detailed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's jump to issue three. Okay, issue three the 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 climactic conclusion. This one's called Ride of the Ruthless. Uh, I don't know what what, what that means. Uh, so the big battle in South America between the the malignoid army malignus army or whatever malignoids army yeah and the mutanimals is going on uh really great action coming out of there a lot of good character moments between the mutanimals on the 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 big bug in the sky both Raphael and mondo are being seasoned with alien bug honey gross which there's so many different levels of gross there yeah, especially if you consider how honey is made, it's it's also really weird that not not only is it a like a seasoning agent, um, and and a, a quote unquote fattening up agent, but it's also it also causes paralysis in people who you pour the honey on. So so, so like it's this 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 be all end all magic fluid that does exactly what they need to do like to eat these two characters. It's so weird. And gross and awesome and bizarre. In in South America, what the mutanimals are doing are individually knocking out all of these bad guys, all of these malignoids, and Cuddly is taking them, one at, or is is putting as many as he can in his fat cow mouth and taking them into outer space, and then coming back for more. <laughs> Which is such a <laughs> such a such a weird way to go about it it's like hey here come get these guys hey come here come come get these guys and he just comes back and delivers them turn into a, a, a cuddly cargo ship that's exactly what he's doing yeah uh by about the middle of the issue the the big bug head decides it's going to land on earth because the plan clearly is not going as planned uh and as it lands it it uh unleashes Looks to be hundreds of drone ships to take over the world. And it's looking pretty grim for our groups of heroes. 
Skull and Bean join the battle on Earth, and, and uh, Kid Terra breaks Mondo and Raph out of out of prison, or, or not out of prison. Kid Terra breaks Mondo and Raph out of their 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 honey seasoning session. So so at this point, Kid Terra has completely turned. He, he is he is a full on good guy now. Uh, Skull and Bean are defeated by the the, the mutanimals by a rock being thrown in skull bean again we still don't know which one is which bean my okay no it's bean bean is the one that has the hole in his head screw loose throws a rock in the hole in his head before he goes to shoot his little smoke bomb and it basically blows his head up he's he's <laughs> he's knocked out real good very cartoon style mm-hmm. so as as great as this three issue miniseries is going here's where it falls apart for me on the the uh on the home world kid tara shoots off one of maligna's antennas she then immediately says that is her weakness and that if the other antenna gets knocked off she will have no control over her children her hive mind will be dead but from there they just convince her to leave and she agrees because she doesn't want to lose control of her her hive mind all the ships that she set out on the world come back and she flees, vowing to come back and, you know, and and claim what she believes is rightfully hers. So let's look at this holistically. Raphael and Mondo Gecko, they snuck onto the Malignoid ship, did nothing, got captured, and did not beat the bad guy. All they did, they were just kind of there for the for the vacation while Kid Terra did the heavy lifting. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Just just want to make sure. Mind you, Kid Terra, not a Ninja Turtle, not a my, Mighty Mutanimal. Right. But ultimately the hero of the entire miniseries. With a gun nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Something that neither of those two teams use. Doesn't make any sense to me. None. None. It just kind of, it's it's like the weight of everything just kind of collapses on its on itself in these last few pages. Uh, by the end of this, we we know that Null is alive and on Earth, uh, and obviously still has business to do. Uh, the Mutanimals are chilling uh, with Raphael and Cuddly and a bunch of cows, and the Stump Network has been airing the entire skirmish skirmish on uh. <laughs> on their internet Skirmish. intergalactic television show. Skirmish? Skirmish. That's the word. Skirmish. So, how'd that go for you? How'd this issue and that miniseries go for you, Jeff? I really enjoyed, you know, this. Just, I picked up a couple of issues here and there. You know, nothing like, hey, I had to have one every single, you know, week. Um, but getting to read all this in order, you know, has been, has been really nice. Like it, it really made me, it's really made me want this as the freaking cartoon. Cause it's, it's, it's very nicely just well done. Like they could have done this on the show. That could have been like a whole huge arc. This could have been, been, this could have been the first arc. Like this could have been, been, been the first movie. five episode season. It could have been a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I, I feel like given this framework, me and you could plot out the first five episode season 
and probably the second half or like the first half of the second season. Mm-hmm. Us not being writers, but at least us understanding story structure and, you know, what would be entertaining. Right. Well, we do have one. Uh, we've got a couple of plot holes, but we uh, also have uh, <laughs> Null escaped. Yes, he did. Into the jungle. Yep. The mighty jungle. Mighty jungle. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that, that's really cool is that none of this had anything to do with Shredder or, or Krang. None of it. None of it. And well, that, except, well, except one chunk. Are we talking about just these three or are we well, talking about basically the build up to all of, to, 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 to the build up and the, the miniseries. Let's jump to issue 20. Not issue 20 of Mighty Mutant Animals. Issue 20 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. Um, it, Raphael, having taken his trip to to outer space, he's not in the next few issues, which works pretty well continuity-wise. I like it. Yeah. I, I really, really like it. Uh, in, in, in this issue, it picks up the rest of the Turtles, April and Splinter, where they left off. And that is with them being... Uh, left to basically left to die on the top of a, a building that the that sco- that uh, Null's ship blast off from. Yeah. Uh, oh, from there Null Tower maybe. Null Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, from there we get a cool scene where they're incognito. <laughs> uh, again again with the turtles wearing costumes it's always a lovely lovely adventure. This is the craziest one. It really is. <laughs> okay, so, folks, let me, let me just take y'all through this real quick. We got Michelangelo dressed like Flavor Flav with a giant clock around his neck. Yep. Um, later on, you see he's got what looks to be a pair of, like a br- of brass knuckles, but it says Mikey uh-huh. on it. Uh, he's got a hat that's over his face. Uh, Donatello looks like he's dressed up like an old woman mm-hmm. with a giant coat and probably... No, I'm going to say the greatest missed action figure opportunity for Leonardo ever. <laughs> He's dressed like a Hasidic Jewish man. Yes. <laughs> with the freaking side curls and everything. Yeah. Oh, man. What? Hasidic Jew Leonardo action figure He's coming 2022. <laughs> He's got a lot of chutzpah. I'm not sure what else he could come with. <laughs> Um, it's so funny and so dumb. Huh. Well, back on the story. Uh, they come across a building that's on fire. A fireman runs inside to save a baby. It looks like he's not going to make it out. So this mystical Japanese looking guy throws, uh, an ancient dragon bottle into the fire out pops a giant dragon monster out of the fire, carrying the baby that was, you know, being saved uh, and then the dragon shrinks back down and disappears. The turtles then apprehend the guy who turned into the dragon, which was the fire fireman, and kind of they, they leave because, of course, the building's on fire and there's a lot of commotion. They talk to the guy who threw the bottle into the fire and find out exactly what happened. He now is imbued with the spirit of the dragon. Sweet Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, and... For some reason, all of this commotion causes a giant, uh, Bigfoot. a really, really big foot soldier 
to step out of the building next door to the one that's on fire. And at that point, it's a kaiju story. So great. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the turtles don't have much to do except kind of hold on to the side of a uh, dragon as he fights through uh, New York. And yeah, it's it's Godzilla versus a mecha Godzilla. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's cool. It's cool. The art's good. Or a mecha art is very good in this one. Yeah. It's um it it definitely looks more uh I would say apart from the Hasidic Julio, um <laughs> uh you know more realistic, um in a sense, um but yeah, yeah I, I really 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 dig this issue. I'm, Someone I'm, really liked drawing that dragon. Oh yeah, there's just, a lot of detail in that dragon. Who did the who did the pencils here? Bill Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So someone someone like ink liked inking it. Like someone loves dragons. Oh yeah, dude. Freaking love dragons. <laughs> well, by the end, of course, Dragon Boy is turned back into a human. I'm sure he still has the dragon in him, but the the like the the, the day is saved and the turtles, you know, head back head to a pizzeria. Well. We're running long, so let's go ahead and move to issue 21, which this issue I like and hate at the same time uh, because it's real, real science fiction-y and dumb, so that's why I like it. But I hate that we don't really get any closure. Right. Like, at all. Uh, a some, some Soviet satellite crashes into this guy's uh, shack of a house, and he then turns into this thing that he calls v- Vid Vicious, which is it obvious. Pl- like obvious. WWF wrestler. Vid Vid Vicious is obviously a play on Sid Vicious, the punk rocker. Oh well, that too. Yeah, from the from the seventies, eighties, somewhere in there. 80s. But Vid Vicious has the ability to jump into machines, which inherently is pretty cool. You know, he's able to digitize himself and whatever, um, but he pulls April in and Splinter panics because he was there and, and and then the turtles have to go save April out of a computer. He pulls her into the computer and then they jump out in like somewhere else. And then the turtles track them down somehow and then attack through a window like... It doesn't make much sense. At no point do you see them escape mm-hmm. the computer that they jump into. It's just kind of assumed. And Vid Vicious is able to punch you with a fist from his stomach like Green Lantern would. It's it's it's, it's real weird. Like, really high concept weird. Yeah. The, like, the big climax at the end has Vid Vicious jumping into a nearby computer and Donatello following him. Which is that's the that that is the tech turtle. You don't want him being trapped inside of a computer because who's going to get him out? Yeah, it could be Master Splinter. Yeah, I- any of the other ones would be better to follow him. Uh, as soon as Donatello gets in there and he's trying to figure out a way to get out, guess who shows up? Uh, the Shredder. Out of nowhere. Out like, literally out of nowhere. No reason whatsoever. He shows up with a bunch of diapered f- foot soldiers. <laughs> And he steals, digitally steals Donatello and Vidvicious via, like, floppy disk. 
and escapes out of a window, which is bizarre. Like he he comes out of nowhere, steals your brother via digital file and the bad guy you were fighting, and then just jumps out a window and is gone. Like he do. Yeah. Like it, it ends on such a weird, weird note. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else to say about this this issue. I feel like they missed an opportunity with the Vidvicious character mm-hmm. because he is funky and weird and has a has a has a fun move set move set yeah power set uh, that yeah. I think they could have done a lot with. Turning this into a Shredder story was kind of a bummer, even though it was done pretty well. Yeah. What do you think? I I agree. Like it felt like very just kind of tacked on at the end. Um, overall, it was an interesting read. Um, I, 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 I certainly hope we see more of Vid Vicious. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Yeah. I don't think we do. Um, and I, I feel like part of why this, this issue bugs me is they do nothing with Vid Vicious in the next, next issue. Like had they defeated him in this one and then the shredder stole showed up and stole Donatello. You know, like th- there would be a little bit more closure on that character himself, like like that. But he's an afterthought in the next issue, right? Meaning this whole issue is just kind of fodder. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just jump to twenty-two. Issue twenty-two. This is where we. This is where I, we end our day, Jeff. Yep. Uh, this this pretty much closes out the uh, the entire mutanimals arc even though the last few issues have not had the mutanimals in them uh they have basically been the adventures of the turtles without Raphael. yeah it's it's filling the gaps of of what happened back in new york while the mutanimals were having their worldwide adventure so the, the this issue also opens up with april journaling again giving a nice rundown of the previous three issues and, and what exactly is going on and why both Raphael and Donatello are missing. Mm-hmm. And at this point there's two turtles and there's April and Splinter and that's it, which isn't something we see a lot. Like the, the turtles typically don't get kidnapped. No, they don't. It doesn't happen very often. And they especially don't disappear in pairs like this. Oh, the turtles okay. use their in, in investigation skills to track shredder down to his, his, his new lair. Uh, and of course it turns out, all of the breadcrumbs that they followed to find him at the Acme Traps uh, factory mm-hmm. were purposely set there by Shredder and his his gang uh, to get the turtles into that building so he could defeat them. Very quickly, they get to the Acme Traps uh, warehouse, and Vidvicious pops out of the computer and then flies away. Yeah. He's literally in two frames of the entire book. No closure, no nothing. He pops out, and then Donatello pops out, is immediately defeated because it's Shredder and his entire army against one turtle. That's bound to happen. So now you have Shredder, who has kidnapped a turtle, and is using him as bait for the other four characters to come find. Uh, They find him at Acme Traps. Donatello is, is, is dangling above... What looks to be a giant rat maze, mm-hmm. and he's unable to talk, uh, but he is he is tied by a rope, 
Now, conventional storytelling would have Michelangelo throw uh, some shurikens to cut the rope down, seeing as he mentioned how many shurikens he was bringing like three panels before. Yeah, there was not a single shuriken thrown in this issue. Yeah, so why? why, why? I don't know why. That, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, just inconsistency there, but whatever. Uh, there are three doors. Th- three of the characters go through the doors. Splinter goes up a, a ladder. Michelangelo breaks. Uh, Michelangelo has to fight some 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 dudes. Leonardo has to fight some dude. Or no, Leonardo and, and and April almost kill each other. So the mazes the maze does not lead to where they need to lead. It turns out. Splinter is headed in the, in the right direction, going towards Donatello, which is immediately – he's then immediately am, ambushed by Shredder, which leads to a fight between Shredder and Splinter. And Splinter – Shredder gets the best of Splinter and actually gets him caught in the giant prop mousetrap on top of the Acme Traps building. Yeah. Which is a fantastic visual. Oh, it really is. Uh, like the, the – the, the, it's and it's actually the visual used for the cover of the book. Uh, but the, the the real bookend here, the way that this whole arc comes to a close, the a a, a shadowy figure wearing a, a red cloak, because apparently that's a thing now. Yeah, shows up, catches Shredder off guard, punches him, knocks him out, and then everyone's like, "Oh, who is that? He has green hands like us. He must be the other turtle." Like it, like it was it, it, it's. I don't understand why they went through the whole Raph is wearing a cloak when it was clearly him from like the first frame. Yeah. Because of the green hands with three fingers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, kid story, I guess I'm looking way too deep into it, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just feel like it could have been handled a bit more gracefully. Right. Uh, while they're celebrating, uh, that Raphael is back and that, you know, they've saved all of the turtles. Uh, it looks like Shredder escapes again. Like he do. Just just such a reckless, reckless issue <laughs> so, just across the board. Uh, they had they had a chance to just defeat the Shredder, but instead they're too busy celebrating with Raph. Um, so the, the turtles are whole again. They're they're in New York. They're home. They have Splinter. They have April. There are no outstanding warrants, for the most part. We still have active bad guys. The Shredder's out of jail. Null still wants to sell the world. Maligna is coming back. So while all fires are out, uh, we, we, we have the seeds for future issues. Yeah. What did you think of this issue, Jeff? First off, I love the art in this issue. Did you? Yeah. Like it's it's got some good panels. Yeah, I I just don't know if I like it holistically. Like as as a whole, I don't know if I'm on board with that. But it does have some nice panels. Right. Uh, my probably my favorite panel, <laughs> aside from uh, Shredder pulling a Liam Neeson taken move on Donatello and chopping him in the neck. Probably my favorite panel in the entire book is when Michelangelo goes through his door and there's two super foot soldiers there, and he just beats the crap out of him. I, I, I love I love that. And then on the to the next page, and you see him standing over one that's just like his head's gone. And just I I love when they destroy robots. I love it. 
Um, and then that the the shredder and and splinter fight I really enjoyed uh, a great deal. That's some that's some good splash panels there. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I you know I I haven't as a whole, um, you know, like the I, entire like run that we read. Yeah, I would say cutting straight to that. Like overall, I've really enjoyed, you know the 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 archie run i don't know why people give it such crap which i think is completely unwarranted yeah there's a lot of people that don't care for the archie comics which i i don't get like it's a better i feel that it's a better version of the cartoon i don't i uh, i'm not gonna say that uh i'm it is a very unique take on the cartoon and and that that world Mm -hmm. The a lot of it is there's a lot of duds in this yeah. run. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, of of very preachy, you know, holier than thou like conservation stuff in it that I'm not even saying I disagree with. It's just as I said before, hey, by the time we're done with this, it will be a dead horse. Like Maligno yeah. was, we didn't mention this, but Maligno was going to kill the world with global warming like that that was her her those those are the fine details of her of 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 her plan right and it's just so heavy-handed that it's hard to get behind like i do like aspects of it It, it's not terrible i I, I do like the 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 archie run it holds a place in my heart because i read it as a child um but i i wouldn't put it that high I, i wouldn't put it that high on the list of you know my favorite comics turtles comics at least yeah like th- th- this run specifically, like I, my mom worked at the, the local grocery store and she knew I was a big turtles person. So one Christmas she just bought like a year's worth just as they were released wow. and gave them to me for Christmas. And she said, all right, do you like these? And I was like, yeah, I really like them. And she said, well, we will get a subscription. And as long as you keep them in their bags and boards and in the box, Ooh. we can keep getting them sent to the house monthly. Wow, that was yeah. big back then, because you know, mm-hmm. wow. and and like they were mailed directly to me from Archie, and they went directly into their bags and boards and stuff, because my mom was 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 a stickler. It's like you you have to take care of this stuff. Well, that's great. That's most moms would be like, oh, well, we know all those video games and 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 comics and toys and everything that were in your room. You know, after you after you moved out, and went to college. You're like, yeah, I'm like, I gave it all away. I'm like, you did what? <laughs> yeah no no i still have the exact copies that i had as a kid yeah I, I i like this run i really do i really like the mutanimals i I like the building of the team uh i, I, I some of it is pretty sloppy as, as i said before yeah. but it just holds such a such a huge place in my initial turtles fandom that it's it's kind of infallible when it when it comes to I mean, when I read it, I smile, and and I don't think that'll ever go away. Whew. That does it. Next time on Shellheads, uh, we have a very special episode. Ooh. Uh, it's been a year. It's been a year since we did uh, Fan Fiction Fest 1. Oh. Uh, back on episode 17. So for episode 43... Uh, we are going to explore three more fan fiction projects. Uh, we have not quite nailed down what those are yet. I think we have a comic and a game. Uh, I, I'm going to 
scour the, the, the internet looking for another movie, if, 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 if I can find one. If anyone has any requests, like if, if you know of a decent fan film, send it to us. We will watch it and talk about it, because I think we still have one more slot for this next episode. That we have not covered yet. That's true. We covered the Casey Jones movie, which was Dynamite. Yes. Uh, if you're interested in our previous fan fiction fest, uh, check out episode 17 uh, from... This time last year, I think it was, it was, yeah, it was literally 8-8 eight, eight of 2019, but it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what, what's the latest on Warp Zone? Well, we are still closed for now, uh, sadly, because our numbers, they are arising. Man, they are. But we, uh, you know, we still plan on coming back, you know, eventually. Um, when we do, uh, you know, we offer... Uh, a wide variety of games to play uh, from retro to, to modern uh, titles, um, PlayStation 4, Switch, uh, traditional arcade cabinets, um, Neo Geo being one of our favorites, uh, Fatal Fury, Metal Slug, King of Fighters, Windjammers, all that good stuff. Um, we also do tournaments like Smash Brothers. Uh, we're looking into doing some other stuff. You know, um, eventually when we get you know back going, uh, we do birthday parties. Um, we're here for the gaming community. Um, I grew up with gaming and it's, it's sharing my love and passion with our, with our community and, and, you know, just everybody that comes in and, uh, please check us out on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, just look for the Warp Zone Arcade and, uh, I post stuff here and there just to kind of keep, you know, it fun and interesting. And, um, you know, we would really appreciate your support and we'll let you know when we are ready to open back up. Awesome. Where can we find you, Sergio? Ah, I'm on realitybreach.com. That's where you'll find Shellheads. Uh, that's where you'll find all of the stuff that, uh, that, 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 we're, that we're doing. Uh, we got some exciting episodes coming up in the next couple weeks. But if you don't listen to Reality Breach, I completely understand. But I, I strongly suggest you check out Debriefing and Cocktails, available on a podcast platform near you. It is Reality Breach's wonderful dive into the James Bond franchise. Uh, me and Reed Walker talk about every single James Bond movie, uh, and we talk the, the good ones, the bad ones. Where we talk about the silly moments, the exciting moments, uh, and even the uh, the more risque moments. So, 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 so check it out. It's, it's 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 a fun, fun, fun cast to record. So that's it for me, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> this is this has been the longest episode I, I think ever. It's always fun to record with you, buddy. Same here. See you in two weeks. Yep. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.